Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Power and weakness, that is our topic today. Remember to join us at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries. For more Grace Teaching, my wife and I welcome you there to our page. When I was growing up as a kid, I struggled with weakness. I had uh, much weakness and struggles. I would look around me and see the other kids and You know, they seemed to do things fairly easy, and I struggled at doing those things. But I grew up um, weak, uh, just being a weak person. My dad used to say to me, he said, son, you're introverted. And so even my getting in front of people was a very difficult task, very, very anxious around people. And so, you know, weakness was just a part of who I was. And I come to discover and receive the revelation of God's grace that actually it turns out to be a blessing to be weak and to experience weakness. When the Lord found me, he saved me in a rehab center at the age of 34 years old. I was a full-blown drug addict and alcoholic, amongst other things. My misplaced dependency went on everything but Christ. And uh, so he took me up. You know, when we're at our weakest, his strength is at his greatest. The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians in his first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. He said, You see your calling, brothers and sisters, that many of you were not wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God chose the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things, meaning the low things, the low of the lows of the world, the bottom of the barrel people is what Paul's referring to here. The things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. You know, I can remember a time in my Christian walk as I was trusting Christ in a new job. It was kind of overwhelming because it was a new job and I had new responsibilities. And of course, weakness goes with us. It doesn't go away. Just because we're born again doesn't mean it goes away. But uh, here it is again. It, it, and I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm trying to, concentrate on what the new boss is telling me and my responsibilities and in my heart in my mind I said silently to myself I said or not to myself to the Lord but I said this I can't do this this is too overwhelming I can't do this and I heard his still small voice because Jesus said my sheep hear my voice and he said shh let him teach me and I'll do it And so what I got from that was power works best through weakness. Do you know that with the measure of repentance comes dependence? Let me explain this. Because when we're self-sufficient people and we repent, meaning we acknowledge that we cannot do something in our own strength, our dependency automatically shifts over to Christ. And we trust in Him to do what we cannot do. A lot of people you've often heard, I can't, he can, I think I'll let him. That's the first three steps in recovery. 
But remember, weakness is for God's glory. Okay? And so, Paul, the Apostle Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, at 2 Corinthians 11.30, he says this, If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show my, or show how weak I am. So, let's not be afraid to uh, acknowledge our vulnerability and our let's make sure that we're transparent with the Lord. He doesn't want us to pretend that we got it all together. You know, we're not living for Jesus. We're not trying to be strong for Him. No, we're acknowledging our weaknesses and we're boasting about them so that we can experience His power in these areas where we're weak. That's how it works. I've often heard that there are no strong men, only weak men who have a strong God mentor once tell me that very encouraging but so much truth to that you know the apostle Paul was a very strong self-sufficient person wasn't he before Paul he was Saul and he was the Pharisee of Pharisees very self-sufficient like most of us were but Christ introduced himself to Paul as he did us and that's where Paul becomes small and Christ becomes big. Of course, the way this works, John said this, I must decrease so he can increase. The way we decrease is to see how big he really is and to see who Christ really is. And then automatically, we automatically see how small we are. And by the way, that's how we stay humble is we see how big Christ is and we see how small we are. You know, the Apostle Paul was lowered in, a, in baskets. Okay, so he's boasting about his weaknesses, the things that show his weaknesses in 2 Corinthians 11.33 and Acts 9.25. Paul was lowered in baskets. And so what do you suppose the Lord was up to in uh, the Apostle Paul's life at that time? I personally believe that the Lord was lowering... Paul's pride, self-righteousness, and trust in his own strength. How about you? You know, Paul had a lot of hardships with the Lord. Many hardships he had. And he writes about them in 2 Corinthians. That's his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. You know, problems, and I'm going to read this to you. I'll I'll quote this, what he said, the hardships that he went through. He says, I have worked harder, been in prison more often, been whipped times without number, faced death again and again. Five times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've been faced. I've faced dangers from the rivers, from robbers. I've faced dangers from all my own people, the Jews as well as from Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the cities, in the desert, and on the seas. And I have faced dangers from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty. I've often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden 
my concern for all the churches. You know, the Apostle Paul knew something about power and weakness. He knew that as he would boast about the things that show his weakness, he would experience God's grace in a much more powerful way. In fact, he pleaded three times to the Lord to take away the messenger of Satan from him. Of course, the messenger of Satan was attacking his mind at night when he was sleeping. And, uh, of course, attacking his mind with thoughts of people that he had persecuted, namely Christians, before he was Paul. And so he would be very distraught or distressed when he would wake up. And, uh, of course, that's why he's asking the Lord to take it away, take it away from the mind. That's why he goes on to say later on, there is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ. And so he's encouraging himself along with us in Christ. Remember that uh, in these hardships, in these hard times, the Apostle Paul knew that they would take him to the Lord. Because the Lord spoke to Paul and says, My grace is sufficient. My power is perfected through weakness. And this is in 2 Corinthians, Paul's second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. The Lord spoke and said, the grace, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So instead of taking away the thorn in the flesh, meaning the messenger of Satan that was tormenting Paul, the Lord decided to tell him, Hey, my grace is sufficient, meaning it's enough. My power works best through your weakness. And Paul gets this revelation and he goes on to say in verse 10, I will boast. I will boast. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see, the Lord doesn't make us strong. He is our strength. So he wraps his letter up in the, with the church and when he's writing to the church in Christ at Ephesus, And I like this in chapter 3, verse 20. He says, Now to him, speaking of Christ in him and in us and through us, that's what grace is, is living from the life-giving Spirit of Christ and trusting him to live and produce his power through us in our weakness. But Ephesians 3.20 tells us, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God bless. Thank you.